Hey Joshua, good evening. Let me invite you up. Hey Zach, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I haven't been doing this、uh, judicial white privilege series for a while. So, well, surely enough,、uh, you know, things are accumulating. So I was like, okay. There's some uh, interesting uh, events that happened recently that actually fit into that narrative. I was like, let me do one to,、uh, for tonight. How's it going, Joshua? Going pretty good. Excellent. Lights are welcome. So、uh, I, I like what you played the John McWhorter、uh, earlier today. I like that guy. By the way. I like those people not because they're conservative. It's because I find out they tell me something that I don't know, and they have very good historic record. <laughs> you know, and I do not know like Saxon actually has been occupying <laughs> the Anglo territory in the past. I was like, seriously. So hey, Lysol, how are you? Doing pretty good. I was I was actually kind of hoping Heidi would be in this room because I. I wanted to, to bounce some ideas off her. There,、um, there are anti-trans people that are trying to push、um, to、uh, not let men participate in women,、uh, trans women participate in women's chess or women's Irish dancing because they have an advantage. Now, if if you know men and women, you know that somebody who was born male does not have any advantage over women when it comes to dancing. It, it was never about it was never about fairness. It was just about hating trans. Well, I, 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 Lysol, I think I told you I'm totally. Open to have a, a moderate a debate on the on the trans issues, and、uh, you know I'll be happy that if you are willing to you know accommodate that. Yeah. You know? See, if if I if I debate somebody on COVID and I don't convince them, there's no real consequences to that. But if I debate somebody on trans stuff, and somebody out debates me, even though they're not right, which can happen, it it could have negative repercussions for my trans brothers and sisters. So I would prefer I, not not to debate human rights. I, I I hear you. The strategic, it's you know, it's a reasonable strategy, a strategic consideration. No doubt about that. You know, yeah, totally.、It's、so, like, like Peter, yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to host a debate about whether or not Chinese people are real humans or if they're just goblins. And you, <laughs> you you could push back all you want, but just that just that framing right there sets you up for a loss.、Right? Yes, I hear you. The framing of the narrative. I understand what you're saying. Yep. No, this is your call. I mean, you are you. You you know you 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 know me I I I'm a, I'm the strongest believer in personal sovereignty and、uh, that includes pretty much all the areas that、uh, including the、uh, topics you want to discuss or not don't want to discuss you know and uh, and uh, so it's all good man and、uh, no let, let me see what else I want to tell you oh about Chinese of course <laughs> uh, I actually uh, saw a river dance. By the Chinese dancers, I was like, seriously, <laughs> I think the river dance should belongs to the Irish dancers. The Chinese should not try to、uh, attempt. You know, I mean, it's not like using chopsticks. You know, chopsticks is a tool; you can learn how to use it. But I think river dance belongs to the. Do、Irish、they have、people. chopsticks competitions? Because I think I would actually watch that. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I will. I'm not going to participate. I, every time with the Chinese. They were all laughing at me how I use the chopstick because、uh, I clearly did not master the techniques of how to use the chopstick. It's it's like the hot dog eating contest, but you have to eat with chopsticks. So it's just who's the fastest with chopsticks.
Oh, that is true too. That is true too. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things again, like so, every time I see you, I will use that three words. I do not know why. <laughs> if I, if that gets you high, I will say it. Okay. Uh, I don't have a joint with me, but I'll save it for later. Okay, you save it for later. So. Uh, what Lysol just said, uh, if uh, the competition is, is about eating hot dogs, uh, but the rule is that you have to use the chopsticks, that's kind of unfair, right? So, Lysol, I want to share with you this. Once upon a time, just not uh, a year ago, this Chinese ambassador in France have said that the Ukraine does not have an international treaty to be recognized as a sovereign nation. Now, I actually was shocked that he said that. First of all, I thought that cannot be true. And as it turns out, is uh, what happened is this. I learned later that uh, first, this Chinese ambassador uh, agreed to a debate with a French TV personality. So it's like a, a Chinese-speaking uh, person debating Tucker Carlson on Fox News. So this is for, so, and he's, of course, required to use French to debate. Right. So, so that's first thing. So remember, uh, what you just said, Lysol, is that using chopstick to use, uh, to have a hot dog, uh, eating competition is unfair. I agree with you. It's a similar thing in the Western media. First of all, like a CNN, those main, mainstream media, every time they talk about China, there'll be no Chinese. <laughs> Fox News actually is better. Fox News has this famous guy called Gordon Chang. Okay, believe him or not to believe him, it's up to you. But, but at least he's half Chinese. But uh, but the most important thing is that everybody have to debate or discuss everything in English, which is not the native language of most Chinese, even the expert in China uh, about Chinese or China. So that itself is just unfair. And second is that I learned later is that it is true that Ukraine. As a, as a nation was never recognized in any international agreement. I could be wrong, but you guys feel free to uh, research that and then uh, let me know that I'm wrong. So, but that, you know, just uh, a little uh, sharing with uh, Lysol about the situation. Hey, where's Lysol? Where's Lysol? Well, he got upset about the, <laughs> about what I just said. Ho hopefully not. So, okay, let me get started. Uh, go ahead, uh, Brady. You want to say something? Go ahead. Uh, apparently, he, my presence alone is enough to chase Lysol out of the room. Oh, uh, is it because you are banning him? No, it's because Lysol has me banned, and since he wasn't able to block me from this room, he just refuses to uh, participate in any conversation with me because he knows it's just not going to end well for him. Like, the other day, okay. he was trying to say that Debate is pointless. Okay, okay, no, got it. He, he just constantly says dumb things, and I'm like, it's okay, it's wrong. okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. But it's alright, it's alright. Right. You, know, you... Mm -hmm. go ahead, debate go ahead. It's super necessary. Debate is the thing we have that mitigates war. You know, I would like to see um, Netanyahu. All right, my dog is getting after. It's okay. Rufio is always welcome. Go ahead. Total. Uh, a timeout. Well, so we just have music and singing songs and stuff, so he's all wound up. It's all right. All right. But, uh, so, yeah, I was watching the, uh, it was a X liar Twitter, Twitter live, whatever it is, Twitter rooms where 
they, it's kind of like Colin on Twitter, right? And uh, funny enough, one of the guys from uh, okay, already I'm gonna stop you right there. I don't I don't need to learn some other stuff you're involved because I want to focus on the topic. I want to go over. It's actually a little bit long, and so I'm going okay. to uh, move well, on. With it, okay, so yes, this is actually it's a it's the judicial white privilege uh, series. Uh, I haven't done this for a long time, and it just there's a number of things happened recently, and I can help you guys to relate to. It's actually going back to. The, my theory on the judicial white privilege, and it's pretty hilarious. It's also related to the international affairs, geopolitics. But because I haven't done this uh, uh, show for a long time, I was like, I'll just do that. So the, I put a little picture called the lawless justice. I find out that word is very good. It's actually from a book or a movie. I cut the uh, image out. It's called the lawless justice. And you will say, well, how come there is a lawless justice? Yeah, there is. There's a whole bunch of them recently. Guys, recently there's a whole bunch of them. And this is why I want to kind of go over that. Lawless justice is judicial white privilege, meaning the judges themselves don't even follow the law for political reasons or ethno-political reasons. All right, so... So, so, so I'm just, you know, without further ado, I'm just going to, you know, go right at it. So, uh, but feel free to, uh, to chime in if you have a, uh, you know, related comment to this topic. As we know, Israel Hamas war is a lawless justice, right? The Ukraine war is a lawless justice. Today, I'm going to talk about Merrick Garland, attorney general of the U.S. He practiced lawless justice. It's important. I did an episode specifically for Mary Garland, calling Mary Garland a judicial white privileges. Because Mary Garland, before he became the AG, he was the chief, just, uh, chief judge of the uh, uh, Circuit Court of Appeal for the District of Columbia. So the DC, the Circuit Court of Appeal in DC is sometimes called the second, the second highest court in the US. Because a lot of those uh, important decisions is going through the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal. And as you, as you guys probably can imagine, many of the Supreme Court justices used to be sitting on the uh, uh, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal. So Mary Garland, in theory, should know what the law, uh, what justice is, especially what the, what the equal justice mean, uh, is. But guess what? He practiced lawless justice. And you probably did not, you know, hear that. So that's why I want to do one episode today just for that. So before I go forward, I'll just share with you this kind of hilarious stuff. Uh, the Hill, I think uh, it's the, this rising, uh, this, this is where Brianna Joy Gray and, uh, and uh, what's that? Ra Robbie and all the other famous uh, uh, media folks, uh, they, uh, they, where they live. Uh, the Hill published this uh, clip today. I think it's laughable because of the title of it. Okay, it says it says this: Texas SCOTUS denies Kate Cox abortion despite non-viable life-threatening pregnancy. So I'm going to challenge all of you guys. I'm reading the title of it, but if you can Google, you can Google that on YouTube. It will show you. It says Texas SCOTUS. Denies Kate Cox abortion 
despite non-viable life-threatening pregnancy. What is wrong with this title? Anyone? What is wrong with this title? You can put in the chat room. Okay, if you if you do not know that, okay. Texas SCOTUS. What SCOTUS stands for? SCOTUS stands for the Supreme Court of the United States. Like a president of the United States will be the POTUS, right? P-O-T-O-S. There's no such thing called the Texas SCOTUS. So the hills, you know, these are the people who specialize in this kind of stuff. And they don't even know. They will put this title out there called the Texas SCOTUS denies a woman abortion. Isn't that hilarious? So the the second thing I want to uh, show you, you know, I probably should post this thing in the in the chat room. Hold on a second, guys. I think I should be able I should do that. Because I had a bunch of a link. I think if you have time, uh, you should you should go through it. It's pretty hilarious. So this is first one. Let me po po put it in the chat room. It says Texas SCOTUS. I said, come on, you should know better. <laughs> okay, and now the second one. The second one, I will soon post it, and I'm going to talk about it. The second one is also related to the title of today's room called The Lawless Justice, guys. So let me get that post that uh, thing out there. What it says is this, the title of the article is called The Lawless Justice System is the perfect tool for criminalizing opposition to Democrats. This is the title of the article. Most important thing is this. The place where this article was published is called The Federalist. You guys, do you guys, anyone know what the Federalist Society is? This is where most of the conservative judges uh, uh, do their, you know, brainstorming, uh, article writing, publication, yada, yada, you, you name it. It's called the, the Federalist. This is a conservative group. So this, this, uh, woman by the name of Joy Pullman, P-U-L-L-M-A-N-N, wrote this article, published on October the 17th. The lawless justice system is the perfect tool for criminalizing opposition to Democrats. So apparently this is a some kind of a Republican publication complaining about the lawless justice system, Right? They are saying, oh, the justice system is being used as a political tool. Well, I'm not disagreeing with this particular article. But I have said before, the DOJ, the FBI has been uh, used by different administrations as a political tool. You know, we all know that, that they raided this uh, chairman uh, of the uh, African uh, People's Socialist Party. Uh, Mr. Yashi Tyler's uh, residence and his office is that also a a, a a act of criminalizing opposition, political opposition? 
Let's not to just limit this、uh, discussion just within two bipolar party system, right? And、uh, you know, and I think I read、uh, I go I did a one room about this Third Circuit Court of Appeal decision on whether NSA's surveillance without warrant can be used to predicate a criminal investigation of a Chinese scientist. Who happened to have the last name Xi X I, which has nothing to do with the president of China, by the way. No, the FBI has always had this something called the. I think during the Edgar Hoover's time, it's called the Chinese Scientist Program. <laughs> That's what they do to go after the Chinese scientists. And now, after the J Edgar Hoover, they are called the.、Uh, Oh boy! Now I, I forgot the name. Oh, it's called the Chinese Intelligence Unit. I, I heard that just, you know, even within the Obama, Obama during the Obama administration, the FBI actually have a unit called the Chinese Intelligence Unit. They don't have a, a Russian intelligence unit. <laughs> they don't have a White supremacist intelligence unit, but they will have a Chinese intelligence unit. Of course, as we all know, Donald J. Trump started this China initiative, basically putting J. Edgar Hoover's Chinese scientist program on a steroid. Right? These are all political acts. These are not justice. These are lawless justice. These are all driven by the political needs. Right. So now let's talk about you know. So 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 th this article published by this、uh, Federalist magazine is whining about now the Democrats is using the justice system to go after the Republicans. I agree, but please expand it to everybody. That's called equal justice. Otherwise, you cannot be fair. You know, if you don't do equal justice, you, in my opinion, you are committing a crime. As simple as that. If you intentionally practice this kind of a selective justice, lawless justice, you're a criminal. So, so that is、uh, this article which I just、uh, posted. And、uh, again, all these news are very recent. They're all related to this topic called the lawless justice. In guys, in case you guys don't know, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor. In charge of prosecuting Donald Trump, he recently filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court.、Uh, basically, he asked the U.S. Supreme Court to answer. Uh, uh, the, uh, I think it's called the question of law. Basically, he has some doubts. Basically, he's not too clear on certain questions, legal questions. So he asked U.S. Supreme Court to clarify for him. I heard from reading the, uh, 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 listening to the YouTube that he has two questions, Jack Smith. First, if Donald Trump, remember, Jack Smith is the one who already filed two cases against Trump. One is about the January sixth. The other is about the classified docu documents. Right? We all know that, right? Now he filed this petition, answer this、uh, to ask this question. For if Donald Trump, while being the president of the United States, 
commit a crime. Like in January 6th. Welcome for that. In January 6th. Is he, does he have an immunity from prosecution? That's his first question. This is the fir- first question. Now I forgot a second question, Diamond, when I see Velat. The second question he has is, you know what, my apology, I need to, I need to Google Jack Smith's second question. The, the second question he is talking about is that uh, it is actually very important. It's a claim of immunity. Donner, I forgot his second question. That is so stupid. Okay, you know what? Let me let me go with the first question first. Because the first question is already very interesting. Okay. He asked the first question is that is he, uh, Trump immune from criminal prosecution from the January 6th transaction? And uh, the problem he has is this. If Donald Trump is immune, then he has no case. He should have never filed the charges against Trump. This is the first question. Second is this. Even if what Donald Trump did for January 6th is a crime, Can he be prosecuted again because the Congress already impeached him? So, in other words, Trump may be subject to double jeopardy if Jack Smith continued to prosecute Trump for what happened for January 6th. These two, uh, this question, a very valid question, by the way, guys. Okay, but you, but you, a common man will ask this question. How come Jack Smith did not ask that question before he even filed the charge against Trump for the January 6th transaction. After all, he has a Mary Garland right next to him. Mary Garland, again, is the chief judge of the Court of Appeal for the for the uh, uh, Circuit Court of Appeal for, for, for D.C., he could have asked Mary Garland, if I file a charges for January 6th against Trump, is that a double jeopardy? Because the Congress already impeached Donald Trump for the same action he did. Right, guys? So remember, I'm on the record. If you look at my Sunday series, I did an episode. I have said, in the episode, the title is this, Donald Trump's path to presidency must go through the U.S. Supreme Court. I said that. This is like way back, like like almost a year ago. Now it shows that I'm right. Jack Smith literally now is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to clarify that for him. If Donald Trump did something while he's a president, First, is he immune because he's a president? Remember, Donald Trump supporter already saying, including Alan Dershowitz, that uh, whatever Trump did for January 6th is a political activity. As long as he genuinely believes he won the election, as long as Donald Trump genuinely believes the election is stolen from him, 
he is allowed under the law to do what he did. Okay? Okay, so so first, is he immune? Even if he's not immune, even though he, he is a crime, he committed a crime, because the Congress, Democrats on the Capitol Hill already impeached him, which is, after all, a criminal proceeding. Then can Donald Trump be prosecuted again without being twice jeopardized legally? Right? So let me expand even more. I did an episode on the RICO charges by Georgia against Trump. I call these prosecutors dumb fucks for the same reason. Remember, if January 6th being a crime, what happened being a crime, cannot be prosecuted twice, then Georgia, the state of Georgia, has no claim against Donald Trump. Right? So you think through all this, this is called the lawless justice. That's how our government, the government's lawyers, practice law. They totally disregard the law on the book for the simple reason they have a, a very, very strong political motivation. Welcome to America. You're in America. You get it. Yeah. So, 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 you know. So now, let me Google what's the second question uh, this uh, this Jackson is asking because it's also very, very. No. Oh, by the way, the mainstream media, you can tell they're all praising Jack Smith. You know, because they want to make sure this uh, uh, this uh, Jack Smith is the, like a, a, a shining white knight, you know, to to save the, the our country and all that. It's it's all the appropriate. Now I have said Jack Smith is a dumb fuck. I've said so from the day one. From day one. From day one. So okay. let me we let gotta me back it up. You know, just calling him a dumb fuck doesn't really uh doesn't really uh counter any of his points you know you gotta you gotta back it up no well he now knows jack smith himself now know he did not cover all his rear end before he came out because he should have asked this question before he, he even filed the charges oh by the way i have said the for the malalago case he should have, if I, you know, if Jack Smith was, were smart, he should have asked the Supreme Court in the same petition is that does the commander in chief has the constitutional authority to declassify any fucking national defense information he choose to? I'm being serious. I, I did a separate episode for that. I have said on the record, because the commander in chief is, is the military head. He has the pure sole authority. He need not to go to Congress to say, can I declassify JFK's file by the CIA? No, he literally can just do the shit. He need not to go to the National Archive. Hey, by the way, can I declassify uh, JFK's assassination file? There's some shitty stuff. 
Kininatu. He is the chief commanding officer. You ask, why, how come Jack Smith did not ask that question? Because he's dumb. He is already late in the game. Well, there's another way to look at this. You know, you could take it a step further and just imagine for a second that all of this is just political theater to distract people. Yeah, true. Um, yes. And to take away from any legitimate criticisms of Donald Trump to distract people from talking about anything that could actually lose him the election or threaten the hegemony he has going on right now. And um, that's what it all looks like to me. You know, I don't, I don't think that Jack, I don't think this, this guy you're talking about is stupid. I think he's getting paid and he's getting paid to play a part and he, he's playing his part exactly the way he's supposed to be playing. He's a character on a stage, you know, and, um, this is the this is how political theater is done. It's it's yeah. like football or WWE. Uh, just a way for me to play the biggest theater that happened recently that nobody actually pay attention to. Okay, this is why it actually all come neatly together to support my theory about judicial white privilege. Again, back to Mary Garland. Okay, so let me. I mean, if someone can help me, the basically Jack Smith asked for two questions. Uh, I. I was listening to the YouTube and while doing my day job shit, and uh, and I forgot the second one. My apology. And uh, so, uh, if someone can find out what's the second question that Jackson is asking from from the internet, please uh, share with me. Okay. So, so so this this is the uh, this is the, this is the second event that happened. Now let me talk about the biggest theatrics that happened recently. <laughs> you will never heard of it. I never heard of it until I, you know, the, the, the Mary Garland actually did it. Once again, I did a specific episode for Mary Garland, calling him a judicial white privileges. It does not matter whether he's a, a white or black. It doesn't matter. You know, I do whatever he he, you know, he is doing. So let me see what I sh I will not play this, but uh, because it will be. A, may not be a good use of your time, but I will post this YouTube link in the chat room right now. Okay. I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the title. Breaking news. This is from Forbes breaking news. AG attorney general Garland announced war crime charges against the four Russia affiliated military personnel. Joshua, have you ever heard of a war crime law in the U.S. that we can use to go after foreign military members? Joshua probably is busy with some, with some, with something. So, if uh, I'm not going to go over, I'm not going to play that. That thing is like 30 minutes. But the uh, on the image, you have a secretary of the Homeland Security, director of the FBI, and a, a whole bunch of DOJ prosecutors. I think there's uh, eight people on the podium. So Mary Garland do, uh, did the opening statement. He is going to use the so-called, uh, uh, what, what, what is the law? So let me make sure I read it correctly. Uh, 18 U.S. Code. Section 2441, war crimes statute, 
to file charges in a federal court here, of course, not in the United Nations, not the, in the, with ICC, International Criminal Court, but here in the U.S., charging for Russian uh, affiliate, uh, affiliated military personnel for war crimes. Now, this go back to the FBI raid on that uh, Chairman Yashitala, the chairman of the African People's Socialist Party. In that particular case, the DOJ did a similar tactics. They first filed a criminal case against a Russian citizen who does not live in the U.S. or in the West. This guy lives in Russia, okay? So the USA first filed this, Mary Garland first filed these charges. And then they, they accused Chairman Yashitala, this African-American, being affiliated with this indicted Russian citizen. <laughs> I was like, you will have a no chance to get this Russian guy to a U.S. court and let alone to convict him and put him in jail. But you did it anyway because that is your excuse to go after these African-American political activists. Remember this conservative guy, Joy Pullman, said? Let me just read it again. The, the title of that, a lawless justice system is the perfect tool for criminalizing opposition to Democrats. Well, a lawless justice system is a perfect tool for any political force to go after its opposition. As simple as that. As simple as that. So, now, without going through, what, what, what interests me actually is this war crime statute. Okay? You know, because if you read the war crime statute... By the way, Joshua, since you are a, you're serving in the military, let's say you are sent to a foreign country to fight a war on a battlefield. Remember, these are war crimes is applicable to you also, Joshua. <laughs> I found it to be hilarious. So I'm going to spend time to read this war crime statute. I never heard of, but I find out to be interesting. Remember a lot of people just uh, just said recently that Harry Kissinger is a war criminal. Remember that? Then you will ask this question, if he really is a war criminal and the US government has a law called a war crime statute, how come no DOJ officials or prosecutors go after Harry Kissinger? Maybe he's not. Right? So, now, let me read this law. I, again, this is the first time I read this law. I did not even know it, it, it exists. But when I read this law, please think about who else Mary Garland is entirely authorized to go after for war crimes. And the most important thing is this. How come Mary Garland only use it on the Russians? All right, so let me re read this uh, War crime statute. <laughs> Again, 18 U.S.C. Section 2441. Offense. Whoever, whether inside or outside the United States, commit a war crime 
in any of the circumstances described in the subsection B shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for life or any term of years or both. And if death results to the victim, shall also be subject to the penalty of death. So let me repeat, whoever, we're going to have a whoever, what does that whoever mean? Does it also mean the U.S. citizen? Does it also mean the U.S. soldiers? If that is the, what's written on law, okay? What, what, what's written on the paper? Jurisdiction. There is jurisdiction over an offense described in the subsection A if the offense occurs in whole or in part within the United States or regardless of where the offense occurs, the victim or the offender is a national of the United States or an alien lawfully admitted for permanent residence or a member of the armed forces of the United States, regardless of nationality, or the offender is present in the United States, regardless of the nationality of the victim or offenders. Now, after hearing what I just read, can you tell that this war crime actually applied to like US soldiers also? Also Harry Kissinger? Maybe also Judge W. Bush. Maybe also some of those, what's called, mercenary from the West who are fighting, say, in, in Ukraine or in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in Middle East. This is the war crime statute of the United States. Definition, as used in this section, the term, quote, war crime, unquote, means any conduct defined as a grave breach in any of the international conventions signed at Geneva 12, August 1949, or any protocol to such convention to which the United States is a party. Also prohibited by Article 23. Go ahead, Joshua. Go ahead, Joshua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That applies to all of us. Like uh, whenever, uh, like whenever we have an engagement or whatever, we we get investigated for that shit. Yeah. Now, you, you, when you have free time, go ahead and Google that. It, it's it's 18 USC. Now, I did not know there is a such thing called the war crime statute. But I'm shocked after I learned so many fucking things that happened in Vietnam during Vietnam War and all these other stuff. Oh, by the way, the My Lai massacre in Vietnam, you know, we know the public did not know about that until like a year later. It's, it's also, it's only because a, a group of a, just like diehard veterans keep writing letters to the congressman saying this did happen a year afterwards and guess what those responsible for the Milai massacre is trialed in a military tribunal but this war crime statute literally is uh, saying no you can go through the regular 
court system here. And the definition of war crime is based on the international convention here. This is incredible. Like, like, uh, like I'll continue to read the definition. Prohibited by Article 23, 25, 27, or 28 of the, the Annex to the Hague Convention 4, respecting the laws and the custom of war on land signed October uh, signed 18 October 1907 which constitutes a great breach of a common article 3 as defined in subsection D when committed in the context of and in associ association with an armed conflict not of any uh, not of any uh, international character or of a person who, in relation to an armed conflict, and contrary to the provisions of the Protocol on Prohib Prohibition or Restriction on the Use of Mines, Booby Traps, and Other Devices, as amended at Geneva on May on May the 3rd, 1996. Yada, yada, yada. Willfully kills or causes serious injuries to civilians. When I was reading this, I thought, what the F? Seriously? Seriously? Prohibited conduct. Torture. This is a section, I think it's section D. I cannot believe this is, this shit is here. Common, common article three violations. Prohibited conduct. Torture. Cruel or inhumane treatment. Performing biological experiments, murder, mutilations, or maim maiming, intentionally causing serious bodily injury, you name it, it's all here. So, now let's talk about lawless justice. Once again, Mary Garland, the AG. If you go watch that, uh, <laughs> that clip, no, he is all uptight. No, he he has the moral authority and the moral superiority to do this. To go after four Russian affiliated military personnel. But after I read the war crime statue, I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I need to know when this thing happened. I mean, so Mary Garland being a Jewish is he going to prosecute some Zionist? Israeli soldiers? You know, this is how, what kind of a hypocrisy we live in these days. Now, you know, you can guess it. Mary Garland did this because uh, Russia, Russian is uh, his political enemy. Or could be even ethno political enemy. You never know. Maybe Mary Garland is a Russia, Russian hating Jews. Who knows? I don't know what he's talking about behind closed door. But I do know this, reading that law on the book, I think there's at least uh, 1,000 people in front of this uh, four Russian affiliated military personnel to go after for war crimes.
this is where I'm not a big fan of white liberals, such as Mary Garland. Okay, I can I can guarantee you, if if the the conservative, they usually just forget about it. Let's just, they will pretend this a war crime statue never existed. Just don't use it. Because usually conservative, they are, they know, they are very sensitive. They know that if they do something like this, people will ask that question. How the fuck you don't go after other war criminals? But for a white liberal like Mary Garland, he actually do feel he possessed that moral superiority to actually do this. He was a judge. He knows full well what equal justice means. And the timing of this prosecution cannot be better, but better, I mean, good for me. Because he literally can see all the atrocities, war crimes on TV every day that's happening in Gaza. Instead, he wants to go after these four Russians to start with. Now, that's lawless justice with the highest, highest uh, theatrical effect I ever learned. I never know. Talking about war crimes, the USA is the best producer, most prolific producer of war criminals. Right? Am I right? So, so this is why I said, boy, with all this happening, I need to do another judicial white privilege room. Here comes a judge, Mary Garland. He is supposed to be even-handed. No, he actually testified in Congress. He said he will enforce the law without fear and favor. I think he's doing a huge favor. To the, uh, you know, the imperialistic thinking of a good old USA. You know, it it, it, it just it is it, it's just fascinating. It's just fascinating. So so in fact that is actually pretty much what I want to share with you guys. Because I find out these are all very... Again, Google that war crime statue. It's actually a law put on the book. But at the same time, this country actually produced the most war criminals. From the lowest, probably a CIA operative overseas, all the way up to the president of the United States. No, maybe Jack Smith, by the way, I'm joking here. Maybe Jack Smith should uh, put out another question for the U.S. Supreme Court, okay? If a president commit a war crime while being a, the president, is, is there a immunity for the president? <laughs> like, I'll give you an example, okay? LBJ. Now, this is, no, LBJ literally have a model made. I think it's a... Uh, of uh, the landscape in in, in, Viet- in North Vietnam, LBJ literally pick and choose what's the bombing target for the U.S. military. 
That's a known fact. If that is the case, and we know the hospitals are bombed in North Vietnam, I know that. Is LBG a woke criminal? You know, this is how hypocritic we are, you know? This is just beyond hilarious. You have to read this like a joke. No, seriously, no torture? Now, did someone show this no torture thing, war crime, uh, war, uh, war crime statue to Dick Cheney? Nobody. Nobody. So, so actually, that is actually in a nutshell what I want to share with you. This is called the lawless justice. Okay, it's not just Trump. It's just not not just Trump. It's it's a fucking everywhere. Lawless justice is what we do in America. Now, you know, if there's a such thing called a lawless justice, what is your answer? You know, don't no, don't feel, you know, there's no hope. But take a guess. If you are facing the imminent danger of a lawless justice, what is your answer to it? Anyone want to take a guess? Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, l let me read some comments. Uh, uh -huh. uh, what was the question? Go again? Ahead, sorry, go ahead. I was just texting some friends in the okay. background. No problem. If there's such a thing called a lawless justice, if a lawless justice, as I have just described, poses an imminent threat to you, what is your answer to it? Just my favorite justice that is that is the essence of justice like law is just a way like i don't know man it's a it's a way it's it's a it's good in theory in practice it's never applied uh to the letter of the law as we say anyway so um really great if we actually did it but you know um until then it's all kind of lawless uh justice but uh what i like about lawless justice is that it's swift um there's yep. no qualified yep. immunity to it so if someone overextends the the punishment or the retribution or whatever then they are liable for retaliation as well in some form or fashion whatever you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but uh yeah man I, I feel like it's just kind of the way of the universe and the natural balance of nature like a harmonious nature of things um but i do appreciate the law so you know i really can't think of one time that the law has really served me um <laughs> and done anything good for me at all <laughs> i don't i can't think of one time a law has protected me um maybe at the workplace or something like that you know but even then even with those laws protect i didn't feel protected you know um, like I live in Texas, which is a, a right to work state. So, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe lawless justice would be, um, writing a report on a bad job that I had. If I was working in a place that was kind of abusive and, um, kind of a dirty spot or whatever, for whatever reason, um, I could just blow the whistle on them. And <clears throat> of course there's, uh, uh, I hear there's a blacklist they have for hiring people, which I must be on at this point.
for one thing or another, because I didn't tolerate nonsense when it came to workplaces and I'm much happier working for myself. So lawless justice is the bomb. Um, even in the workplace, you know, sometimes forming a union may, might be against the, the law or there might be, you know, some kind of illegal um, action you could take. But if you don't get caught, you don't get caught. That's kind of the name of the game. They don't catch you. They can't prove anything. Then what are they going to do? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you read uh, the, this war statute, there's a lot more stuff that are actually very interesting. Okay. Just let me read a few more. There's a sec- subsection G input from other agency heads. The secretary of defense and the secretary of state may submit to the attorney general for consideration their views generally regarding potential benefits or potential adverse consequences for nationals, service members, or employees of the United States of a prosecution of offenses for which jurisdiction exists under subsection B2B. (laughs) I was like, did the the AG Mary Garland ever consulted the Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin say, "Hey, by sending these uh, cluster bomb to to Ukraine, will we, we ever be charged for war crimes in any other jurisdictions? Right? Or by sending the what is called the cluster bombs to uh, not cluster bomb? I think it's a bunker buster bomb to the Israeli armed force to beat up Gaza." Are we going to be subject to war crime statute prosecutions in any other international hybrid or foreign court? Right, guys? So like, like yesterday, I, t- I talked about it. Like, when it comes to international shit, the first question is who has the jurisdiction? Under what law? I, like I said, Julia Assange, I don't believe the British court, the UK court has a jurisdiction over Julia Assange. I think only the Australian court has that jurisdiction. Because the transaction that Julia Assange did, did not occur in the US. But guess what? The US is shamelessly go out to try to get him. Right. Oh, actually, there is a. Oh, by the way, actually, I should have shared this with you guys. This is on the. Let me make sure I will post this. You know, you guys can have a pretty decent discussion just by reading the shit. Okay. Let me just post this link again. This is a link on the FBI website or, or Justice Department web website. The title of it is this: Citizens Guide to U.S. Federal Law on the extraterritorial sexual exploitation of a children in this uh, page i'm going to uh, um, let me post it on the on the uh, on the, in the chat room so you guys can look at it yourself it's pretty hilarious okay i just posted it so even though this is just talking about the sexual exploitation of uh, children, but in this uh, 
section by the DO, uh, DOJ. It's a DOJ website. Okay, it says this. Federal law provides, quote, extraterritorial jurisdiction, unquote, over certain sex offenses against children. Extraterritorial jurisdiction is the legal authority of the United States to prosecute criminal conduct that took place outside its borders. Now, I can only imagine that the Julian Assange's prosecution is from this so-called extraterritorial jurisdiction. But my question is this, how come the UK has courts has the jurisdiction? They don't. It should be the Australian court. Okay, another thing is this. If a Mary Garland want to do this, why he should talk to uh, people like uh, uh, Brian Boletic, who is uh, who resides in Thailand. They will have names of who are the American citizens uh, out there in Thailand having sex with underage girls or boys. Why the hell Mary Garland doesn't give a shit about the sexual exploitation of children from the in the colored nations by the people from the lily white nations? But the, he really care a great deal about this for Russia affiliated military personnel committing war crimes. Go ahead, Joshua. Well, it's because it's because the Democrats are usually doing that shit, so he doesn't want to get his own. But uh, I wouldn't say it's lawless justice. I would say it's unequal application of, of law. Because Correct. Obviously, yeah. the, the rich yeah. people, the rich people, they uh-huh. they live under different fucking rules and regulations than the rest of us. But however, I, what I'm trying to say is that the intentional, deliberate, unequal application of the law is a criminal. It's a lawless act. <laughs> That's why I call it a lawless. Just uh, justice. By the way, I did not invent this. Okay, I got it from someone else's book. So let me repeat: When you intentionally make a law, or enforce a law, or adjudicate law, and equally, you intentionally did so. It's not your omission, not your stupidity. It's your intention. It's for nefarious purposes. It's a lawless. It's a criminal application of justice right so that is my what i want to say because i read this yesterday i i, I took I, I took a photo in south carolina charleston south carolina you know he said he says even in the south the black not all black people are slaves there are free blacks you can you have money you can purchase your freedom right but even if you have free blacks there, there are laws in South Carolina made for free the black people. <laughs> they, they actually cannot do certain things, you know, and 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 uh, and they said that eventually these laws grow stricter, meaning that they they put more restriction on the free the blacks, not the slaves. Many free the blacks choose to migrate to Canada or Liberia. Because of these laws specifically tailored for the free the blacks. <laughs> so what Mary Garland is doing it has it has no difference uh, compared to the uh, old South Carolina. You know, I will not blame. Like in the past, I you know I was taught how to look down upon Southern Americans. You know, they are racist. They used to own slaves and yada yada yada. Nowadays, I don't feel. Too bad about them. I think they deserve equal respect. You know, 
So, sorry, go ahead, uh, Josh, Joshua, you want to say something? I just think it's fucking, I don't think it's judicial white privilege. I think it's just privilege for, like, the rich people that, and, and the politically connected people fucking who get to do whatever they want, but fucking cast stones at the opposition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, the privilege is the key word. That is correct. That is correct. But the reason I want to put it there is that the judges is supposed to know how to see the law in an equal way, how to uh, interpret the law in an equal way, how to administer law in an equal way. Apparently, you know, Mary Garland has a disability of doing so. And, you know, he, he again, he is the chief judge of the second highest court in the USA. And he's a, he, 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 he's, he's, he's a, his bozos, such as Jack Smith, does not even know. Ask the question first before you file the charges. <laughs> so, like I said, I already predicted this way back. I have already have a room already set. Trump's path to presidency go through the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, I. Oh, by the way, I'm now in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. I am going to stop by Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Just pay my respect because my residence is also searched by the FBI, right? So, so since Mar-a-Lago was searched by the FBI, you know, I kind of want to show my sympathy to that nice piece of property. So I, I, I intend to stop by Mar-a-Lago when, uh, uh, you know, in the next few weeks. So that in a nutshell, I posted all the links in the chat room. This is another good example, guys. Actually, a bunch of good examples. American justice is a lawless justice. It's as simple as that. So any other comments, guys? Uh, we don't have to do, do a lot. I mean, one hour is good enough for me. <laughs> Go ahead, Brady or Joshua. If nothing, that's fine. I citizens to arrest people. Yeah, I know. I know. It'd be nice if citizens can enforce the war crime statute, right? Here's the yeah, I told totally you. Here's my theory one step further. You know, imagine if civilians arrested people for white collar crimes. You know, a homeless person could potentially arrest someone for a white collar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that guy Roger said, uh, he is a UK citizen living in Portuguese, uh, 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 Portugal, I think. And he said, the the Belmarsh prison where Julian Assange uh, uh, is being imprisoned is a facility for violent criminals in UK. It's not for white collar criminals. But guess what? He is locked up there for over 10 years now. You know, this is so-called justice by the Western, so-called Western civilization, guys. Okay. Like I said, like Raj, I totally feel the pain by uh, Roger expressed. Like uh, Putin have said, the West is destroying itself. The West is destroying West, the Western civilization. I kind of agree. You know, this is just totally crazy. Go ahead, Patricia. Welcome, of course. 
thank you, Peter. Um, um, I was just going to comment that it seems that uh, United States has a longer arm in international law too. They can reach out and, and arrest anyone for anything they so desire. And uh, and that's uh, more of a judicial white privilege in international law too also, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Bingo. That's exactly, Patricia. I haven't done this judicial white privilege show for a long time. Then after I see this event, I said, bingo, that's an expansion of a judicial white privilege to the entire world. <laughs> it's a American exceptionalism. You know, we have a war crime statute, but it will not apply to us. It will apply to your foreigners, basically, less civilized people. You know, go ahead, Patricia. Um, so-called less civilized people. I find other nations more civilized than the United States. I've, I view U.S. as bullies. They're bullies. They reach out and, uh, you know, conquer or occupy other countries and do whatever they want. It's yeah. it's not, uh, and they're not like the International Criminal Court has never tried anybody white, have they? I mean, except for maybe not. Yes, correct. Like uh, Scott Ritter said, it's a, it's a court located in the European uh, going after the Africans. Right. So yeah. it's, it's very, you know, we're, why should we be exempt from, why should the U.S. be exempt from that being, being charged with a war crime? It, doesn't make sense to me there. ICC doesn't ever go after. <laughs> exactly. I Again, I don't George even w. know about this law. Uh -huh. George w. w. Bush yep. needs to be charged. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at least investigate it, right? Who come up with this uh, uh, weapon of a mass destruction? Who come up with this? Is that a, out of a negligence, stupidity? Or is this a planned fabrication to start a war you, you know i don't have to go after george w bush right if i know like one of the assistants of a uh uh colin powell made up this shit who who may be a zionist i don't know yeah right? just, that is a war crime i just want to clarify we do like soldiers at least we do get charged with war crimes all the time when we you know commit them and shit like that and we do face justice for it but yeah, like the higher yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, every time, because uh, when I watch those Vietnam uh, War documentaries, I was like, w I would not treat soldiers like that. I mean, I would go after those top peoples, you know? I mean, th those are the ones who actually, like I said, LBJ personally select targets, bombing targets in, in North Vietnam. It's a known fact. There's a picture, a movie of it. And not movie, Hollywood movie. There's the actual footage of LBJ <laughs> sitting in the White House, over office, you know, with, with, with the landscape of North Vietnam, where he will pick, let's bomb this. <laughs> a documentary about that? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. He literally picked the targets. That, actually, that's one of the complaints from the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joshua. Like, 
the justice and system so, owns. Soldiers, go, go ahead. And soldiers ahead. are just uh, following orders from exactly. the IRS. Exactly. Exactly. So exactly. they're, they're in a way not responsible for what what crimes are committed mm -hmm. in war. Yeah. So the higher up should be charged with these war crimes that are happening. Yeah. When you actually have a law called the war crime statute in the United States, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I did not know about this. I have to thank Mary Garland, a judicial white privileges, doing a selective prosecution against Russians, but will never be Israeli soldiers, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? So this is how... We're, this we is work very, with Israelis. That, I'm saying, yeah, we would exactly. never, yeah, we would never prosecute Israeli soldiers because... You know what I'm saying? That's who we work for. Exactly. exactly. You know, if a Ukrainian soldier did something like that, we actually will pay his pension. <laughs> Our taxpayer will pay his pension. His pension. You know, right. we will not apply war crime statute to him. You know, this is just beyond hilarious. You know, this is a comedy central material, guys. You know, but it's, of course, it's a serious matter too, you know. Yes. No. It's unfair justice. Very unfair. Yeah, I call it lawless justice. You know? yeah. It's a yeah. lawless justice. Lawless justice, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I, I still remember uh, when I was in this uh, museum called the Old Slave Mart Museum in uh, Charleston. And this uh, tourist, I think he's from Canada because his English is uh, North, Northern American, North American English. Uh, he asked uh, about how the civil war came about. And then the curator mentioned, I think Kansas, the state of Kansas at that time is a territory. It's already civil war over there. It's because, uh, you know, the pro-slavery uh, folks will set up their own legislatures, set up their own court, set up their own militia to enforce their law made in their own uh, 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 legislature, while the free uh, people from the free states will set up their own legislature, have their own <laughs> militia, have their own courts to to go after the pro-slavery people. And so that is the lawless justice. They all have the they all carry on their own political agenda in the name of justice. You know, yeah. it's just pathetic. It is, and it it just, I don't know, I just don't. And it seems like we're being, becoming more and more a police state in the United States also. Our police are being trained by Israeli military. Yep, yep. So, you know, the, the government is getting more and more fearful of we the people. So, you know, they will set up a, a razor, uh, uh, wired uh, fences, uh, you know, around the, like a uh, Supreme Court, <laughs> the Capitol Hill, and, and all that. The politicians start to fear a great deal, you know, of yeah. we the people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's not good. 
So, you know, that's why I'm doing this, uh, you know, I call it the extraterritorial practice of judicial white privilege. So, Patricia, you're spot on, you know, it is the expansion of it to, to, on a global stage, you know. But then again, you know, people are wising up these days, you know, including the people in those brown nations, and they kind of know exactly, you know, what the whole deal is, you know, they kind of brush it off. You know, that is why Putin can travel to Saudi Arabia and UAE, you know. And they say, no, no, go after F- uh, ICC. <laughs> we we know what it stands for. And the criminal charge he's charged for is not wasn't a crime. It, it, you know, it's about children, right? But then yeah, again, like was, I said, you he know, was trying to save their lives. He was not abducting them to kidnap them. Exactly. <laughs> it's, I have not heard that Russia is in such a bad need of a, a children. Therefore, they need to kidnap. Right. Children from other countries. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other countries they can easily kid- kidnap children. You know. Yes, U.S. being one of them. Yeah. So. When the U.S. does it, it's not a war crime. But when Russia does it, it's a war crime. Yep. Yep. So that, in a nutshell, is what I want to talk about uh, briefly today. Any other closing comments, guys? I don't have a problem closing the room. I might join your room if you have one. Was gonna, I listened to some of your bio, uh, your podcast, excuse me, when you were traveling from Charleston to Savannah. Was that yesterday or the day before? Yes, it was yesterday. And I decided not to go visit Savannah because uh, I look at the, the prediction of the mother nature. Uh, Savannah, uh, the high will be in the mid 50s and it's mm-hmm. very windy. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be good for a bike ride around the historic district. So I was like, okay, I'll just visit them when I, you know, when I head back. By the way, I'm going to travel down here again, you know, so it's not a, it's not bad at all. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patricia, let me make you the speaker so I can, we can talk to Amy, hear what she has to say. Okay. Brady, you want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to welcome the newcomers to call in, and I was wondering how they found out about us. Yeah, Patricia is relatively new, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I first joined uh, Maria on one of her call-in shows. Okay. And uh, I liked the conversation, so I hung around a while. And uh, I heard some of your comments on her show one time, Peter. And uh, I think Joshua was there. He was showing us Alaska. Was it you, Josh, that were showing us Alaska? I think I was actually there. I think they told you not to communicate with me, didn't they? (laughs) Yes, yes. You were listening in, and they said you were a lurker. That was that. Yeah, that was that day. Oh, a lurker. I, I do. I do um, hang out in rooms and record and listen, people when they talk it. about me. Yes. And then I debate them in proxy. But yeah, it's nice to meet you. You seem like a legitimate progressive. So um, nice we should you. get along just fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you don't have anything to hide. I'm sure either. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Nothing I'm to worry sure about. Find- They'll probably find something eventually to put me away for, but. (laughs) (laughs) They'll make something up, of course. Right. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Uh, Our names are probably touching on the blacklist, maybe. Who knows? So nice to meet you. 
Nice to meet you. Hey, Patricia, I invited you to be the speaker, so could you accept that so Amy can, can talk? Okay, how do I do that? I think uh, on your app it will show that. Oh, I see it. Okay. Oh, there you go. Hello, Amy. Yeah, I'm glad, Amy, you're coming up because I, I, I know you enjoy post-posting questions or comments in the chat room, but feel free to come up and, uh, and speak your mind. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so um, I just um, started listening to this because I got a notice from, I think, Maria. And um, I wanted to say, when you were speaking about uh, lawless justice, I saw a video yesterday. Um, does anybody watch um, uh, First Amendment audit videos? No. Tell us about it. Okay. So those are videos, and there's a tons of them and there's tons of channels but um they go into government buildings and um which include you know all any government building um city halls um uh anything that's funded by the government um the post office um the dmv funded by the state um, and they actually um, I think the movement started as like cop watching okay with, mm -hmm. and it just kind of merged into all all government buildings basically and um, they film and there are several good channels and what they do is um, they film, we're allowed to, because of the First Amendment, um, free press. We can be, um, we can be a journalist. Anybody can. Yep. You don't have to have yep. any credentials. Yep. So, Citizen journalism. Right, exactly. And so what happens is, is they, they go in and... We're allowed to, um, I think, according to the Constitution, um, to film all government in the course of their duties. So um, the reactions are mostly from the the people who work in government and the first First Amendment auditors. People call them that. They call them um, any different names. They call them just a just a regular citizen, they, you know, just different names. And so, um, kinds of reactions happen. I mean, I think with cops, you kind of know what happens. They don't like it to be filmed. Mm -hmm. And then in government, they don't, a lot of people think, you know, that they can uh, say that, you know, the one party and two party consent states, um, they say they, that I don't, they, they don't want to be filmed, but it's a public place. So you have no expect, expectation of privacy in public.
So anywhere that, you know, like lobbies, um, you go into, you know, pay your taxes, you go into the little area where the public goes, that's where these guys go. And then um, it a lot of reactions and they're not good. <laughs> Most of them, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. yeah. yeah, and cops are starting to, you know, um, learn because, you know, people do it in, in their area. Um, a, a lot of auditors go to different areas all over the country. And finally, and so really, unless they're breaking a law, they can't be trespassed because you can't trespass somebody in a public place or a public building unless they've broken the law. So if they, you know, if they, you know, were yelling and screaming or, you know, things like that, or, um, but just because they film, they can't, they can't trespass somebody, um, because it's public. So a lot of problems arise. And so they're interesting. They're very interesting videos. And some of them are kind of funny. Well, there's a channel that's called Here's the Deal. And he just posts videos from other channels and he discusses them and he, you know, um, recommends, you know, certain auditors and you go to their channel, etc. Well, he was talking the other day about, I know this is so long winded, but he was talking, he, he was talking the other day, um, on one of his, um, live streams about how the, um, I think it's the, someone in the government is trying to, um, they want to give cops, um, qualified or basically, um, yeah, qualified. Well, they have qualified immunity, but they want to go even farther than that. That if the cops break the law, then they, they don't get punished. They don't get arrested, you know, for like, if they murder somebody in, in a trial, you know, they wouldn't be convicted. Um, so I think it's, um, I don't know who, who it is. It's what I think maybe government, government, uh, administrators and, um, people that are in the, you know, upper echelons of government, you know, even they, or even, you know, you know, chiefs of police are, and things like that. They want to make it so that cops have, you know, continue qualified immunity, but also make it so that they would never get prosecuted for their, um, for any crimes they commit. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, so you're saying is that someone captured some behind the closed door discussion among the police officers, how to obtain a higher level of immunity for what they do. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I, yeah. Like, they're just immune period. Yep. You know, no. They're immune from the law. I mean, this is, this is citizen journalism. So, important to me. Like I tell you this, because I have a day job, 
Yes. When if I retire, if I have a if I don't do any day job as my profession, uh, and and I would love to attend Mary Garland's announcement. You know, I mean, I cannot believe no journalist will ask Mary Garland the questions that okay, you are going after Russian soldiers uh, doing some war in Ukraine. That's all good. But what about Gaza these days? We're seeing those shit every day. <laughs> like, exactly. right? I would push that, but I don't have to see any journalists will actually do that. You know, like, like I know well, Brady is a, you know, bigger know support. That, Go ahead. I know that if you're a journalist, that you can, you know, go into court, and when they have court, and when they make decisions. You can go, it's probably to the Supreme Court, just like you can go into Congress or, um, I mean, I don't know how, I, I think the restrictions are pretty, pretty uh, um, high. There's a, a lot of restrictions, but, you know, there are places where people, you know, when they go into any government building, there has to be somewhere that's public, like a lobby. So if you didn't go to court, I mean, if you went to court, you probably wouldn't, I don't, well, you wouldn't be able to film in the courtroom because they don't like that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, they can, they, they should, they can because filming in the courtroom happens. You see, see it all the time on, on, um, you know, YouTube, um, a TV, you know, but you see a lot of it on YouTube and, um, watching trials, but that's when the press have been allowed into the courtroom, you know, but if press are allowed into the courtroom, then you should, we should be allowed in the courtroom. And I think we can go in there when it's a, uh, when there's a hearing. Oh when yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, yeah, what you said is true. I think I I, I have mentioned this is that the uh, this guy Peter Irons, uh, I O uh, I R O N S, uh, he is a law professor. He uh, back in the early nineties, he published a book, uh, yeah. which is made of the uh, audio recording on the uh, of the U.S. Supreme Court oral arguments. The yeah. uh, the clerk of uh, the Supreme Court uh, actually contacted him, telling him that uh, he should not publish those. And and yes, and so it's a it's a Peter Iron. You can find out. Uh, uh, I think the name of the book is called uh, "May I Please the Court," and it's uh, talking about. 23, I believe, cases that has yes. an audio recording of the oral argument. And he go wow. into detail. But he said on the C-SPAN book uh, uh, notes that uh, he, he said that the U.S. Supreme Court contacted him and said, no, we are not happy you're doing this. Don't do it. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, you know I, 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 said, I said earlier is that, but back to the Mary Garland is this. Yes. I, you know, if you watch that video on this, uh, about the Mary Garland announced uh, this, uh, 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 criminal charges against these four Russia re, uh, re affiliated uh, military personnel. Yeah, uh, he his whole fucking uh, circus take turns to make a a, a, a statement, uh, and they all like acting like they are doing a great thing, a patriotic thing for this country. Blah blah blah. 
I would say right. nobody ever challenged them. Say, hey, uh, uh, Judge Garland, you know this law has said. Have you consulted the uh, Defense uh, Secretary and the Secretary of the State about the U.S. personnel being prosecuted for war crimes? You know, sure. It, it's a simple okay. question. It's a written in the fucking law. You just need oh, to yeah. read that law and ask that question. But the press will never ask them that. Exactly. The, the mainstream media, they'll exactly. never ask them that. Not. Exactly. Yeah. That is but, why I have to do you, this this show. Yeah. Uh, one is the geopolitics. E is ethnopolitics. All the geopolitical conflict is one race killing another race, basically. And yeah. I, I need to do this because that's the truth. And uh, and uh, and oh, what. And uh, what, what, what's the other one? The, you know, and uh, this is a traditional white privilege. I'm just saying the court is a tool. The, the justice is a political tool. You yes. know, as we all recognize, the only difference is that, you know, if you're against it, you need to stand up for all its application of this lawless justice. You know, you cannot just say, oh, I'm a Republican. I'll be upset if the, uh, uh, if the justice, DOJ go after, uh, Trump, you know, no, it's it, it applied to all, you know, right? And actually, I think that the the that um, uh, rule was something that I think Trump said. I think there was an article in a paper. I'm gonna have to. Um, I can send you the link if you want. Sure. sure. Yeah. There's. I think it's an article in a paper that um, talks about maybe the Trump candidacy. And one of the things he said, I think during his rallies, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Was that he wanted um, to basically have for cops to just be immune from prosecution. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Trump wanted to brand himself to be the like strongest supporter of the law enforcement. All that, right? And uh, yes, I'm aware of that. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Because uh, I think he's a he's a AG uh, William Barr. You know, uh, I mean, I'm glad William Barr failed miserably miserably uh, when when it comes to Trump. But William Barr is uh, with Trump in that regard. You know, with uh, you know the the cops deserve all the all the you know legal protections yada 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 i was like uh you know that's that ridiculous is, i mean that's i know i know because they already get away with so many crimes exactly. already mm-hmm. and it's and whenever you know they have an internal investigation they're just investigating themselves exactly you know and yeah. and most of the time these cops when they go in front of internal um, affairs, they get, they, you know, they don't get any, there's no problem. <laughs> oh, actually, Amy, uh, you, you, you actually will, will be, uh, even more upset if I tell you this, okay? What? <laughs> uh, uh, who else is, uh, uh, investigating themselves, which would amount to nothing? It's a government, it's a government function. Sure. Who? Um, Who's investigating themselves? What the? the I'll Supreme tell the gentleman. I mean, Amy just talked about cops cannot investigate themselves. It's a joke. Who else in the government investigate themselves? Uh, what? Co- I challenge Congress? all of you. 
It's a civic lesson challenge. You should be ashamed of yourself if you don't know as American. <laughs> go ahead. Patricia, go ahead. I would say CIA, FBI. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, it's pretty good. Who else? Who else? It's not uh, that is uh, the CIA and FBI. After all, has a uh, has a uh, what do you say? Uh, they have the uh, so-called the IG Inspector General, right? Uh, this particular group, so also government. It's the sound of the police. The police can investigate themselves. No, Amy yeah. already talked about. It. No, no, you guys, keep keep thinking. You should be ashamed of yourself. But of course, that's why you're here. <laughs> that's also that's also Congress? good. Uh that's actually pretty good. Excellent. Um, I do not know that. Another one. There's another one. Well, I, I don't know of Congress, but I was just guessing. Um, the Supreme Court. Excellent. <laughs> okay, like if a judge misbehave, who will investigate judge to make a determination whether this judge should be disbarred, removed from the bench, or yada yada yada? Who who Think does again. it? Colleague. The judges. The All judges. the judges. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the judges, and it's also uh -huh. secret. You the public will not know. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, you, you can Google. You, you know, I'm pretty sure both federal and the state is the judges. <laughs> and oh in fact, it's the Neil Gorsuch. During his uh, uh, confirmation hearing, he said, he said, lawyers is the only industry, only trade that there's no law to regulate them. If you're a doctor, there's a law regulating medical practice. Right. If you are a carpenter, you have a you know you have all those different trade have different regulations have laws regulating right. you. But lawyers is the only one. Of course, judges are lawyers, right? Lawyers is the only group. There's no law. That's well, interesting. He, he, he asked this question: Do we deserve that public trust? <laughs> I, no. I like Neil Gorsuch a lot. He he actually say this kind of shit. And I, I'm for one, you know, the reason I'm doing this judicial white privilege show is this. The key, the key word is not white. The key word is privilege. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, um, I did want to say something as well on, on this guy's, um, on the, uh, the live stream that he did that's on YouTube. He, he also said about um, about who runs the world, the Federal Reserve, because they control the money. And money controls everything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, everybody has. Mm -hmm. They can print money. And they can stop printing money, which raises and lowers inflation. They um, can do all kinds of stuff. And then it, you know, it changes, you know, all the rates when, when all that happens, whenever. I mean, and then our, as far as like taxes, the, the, uh, um, what, what was it? Um, Oh, I can't remember that somebody said that basically um, the 
basically, I think money, something is a tax. It's a, it's a tax. Uh, and it's not, um, uh, it's about basically just printing money and then, in, you know, inflation is basically an unhidden tax. It's a hidden tax. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I'm, the only good news is that uh, I have said it before. The the trend we all recognize is it's called I call it the rise of the brown nations in the world, and the rise of the brown people in the uh, white nations. And uh, so things are going to change. Like uh, you know, the, yes, it's true. The Federal Reserve control the dollar, but uh, you, now you have other nations that control other currencies. And, uh, you know, we'll just, you know, see how it goes. And we'll I, like yes. yep. I like competition. I like diver diversity. Sure. You know? Because then we wouldn't be um, the major, um, the dollar wouldn't be the major currency that literally most other countries use to buy our stuff. The diversity in the finance side, in the investment side, diversity is the security, meaning that you diversify your portfolio, your holdings. You know, you have choices. You know, it's not just one, one shop, you know, the only shop in town, you know, so. Uh, right, right. So when, when the dollar doesn't become the number one currency, which it is, all over the world, <laughs> basically. I mean, in most places, it's the number one currency because people that that have, you know, different, you know, they have their own currency in other countries, but they have to exchange it for dollar, for dollars, so that they can buy what they want from us. And they've been, they've been calling it the petrodollar. Yes, the petrodollar. And once the petrodollar, once we don't control, control the oil fields and the, the resources of the world, then the petrodollar will lose its value. Yep. And it's and already, the, I think, losing its value. And, and the, yes, it is. And then the BRICS nations are getting together trying to come up with another world uh, economy. <laughs> yeah. I am, is, am I correct in thinking that or saying that? I think so. I think that sounds about right. The, um, because the, the nations, there are, are 11 of them now. For a world economy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I personally think it's already happening. Is because the the yeah. the the strength of RMB. The RMB stands for People's Money. <laughs> oh, by the way, I I just going to share with the. I mean, uh, I do not know whether you guys are socialists or not. Is the final to be hilarious in China? The police are called the people's police. The money is called the people's money. <laughs> and then the, uh, what is it? the bank is called the people's bank. <laughs> and right. everything is over the government are called the people's, uh, people's court, you know, and all that. I was like, maybe we should change some terms in the U.S. to help 
these government officials to remind these government officials under American money, democracy yeah. they are supposed to be you know yeah. the, the the slave of we the people you know they should be working for us yeah. you know yeah. exactly and that's why like with um, the First Amendment folks that go out um, that's what they say they say you work for the government you're not superior because a lot of this you know like the the city managers the mayors um city administrator all that stuff they all you know think they're king and they can tell anybody what to do and you know and public and when you're a public servant you're also your first amendment rights are limited while you're at work no 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 your privacy yeah. rights while working for the government is limited in my opinion it's not the first amendment rights it's their their yeah. privacy rights what they're doing in other words sure. you know sure. if we call the two cops i mean i think in 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 some cities it's not uh, the cops are not allowed to kind of drive their car together like to, to meet up in the cars because uh, if they do that the citizens can take a photo and send the photo to the city government and all that and so in some city because i know in like in wilmington delaware for example yes. that i'm with, like if a citizen see two car cops cars are like apart together where they're chit-chatting in a vehicle in the yes. police vehicle uh the citizen can sh uh, shout a picture of it and an email to the city government to re report <laughs> it they're not allowed to do that and no, uh, that's right and uh and now, so of course, the cops get upset. You know, they say, oh, "Oh, we have privacy rights. We are, you know, whatever." But the, the city basically, you are on the government uh, dollars, so y your privacy at work is not that uh, uh, that protected, basically. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing when when people film the police when they're, um, you know, at a traffic stop or whatever, you know, or the people who are actually, say, driving their car and they film. They can do that. So it's, um, and slowly but surely, people are going to learn because these auditors, I mean, if you looked up First Amendment auditors, you would see a ton of channels. And... There are, you know, um, some that have been around a, a long time and it's, uh, oh, let me tell you a story down in, um, Jackson, Mississippi, one of the, um, one of the auditors who's been one of the, you know, a cop watcher basically for years, for many years, like probably 20 years. He um, went to the, the Mississippi Museum of, um, I think it was civil, civil rights, maybe. I think that's what it was. There's a museum in Mississippi, in Jackson. And he went and um, sat and stood outside of the museum on they have like these nice grounds 
where there's a huge area outside that's all paved, you know, paved with, um, you know, stones. And he was standing out there with a sign protesting and the um, people inside called the police and said, we don't want him there protesting. And so two um, black police officers came and told and said, you can't stand here. And he was actually sitting like, he was actually standing right near the end where there are, are, there's a stairway and it goes down to the public sidewalk (laughs) and it's higher. It's a little higher than the public sidewalk. So they asked him if he could just move down to the sidewalk and so that um, he wouldn't be, um, I guess, as visible to people walking in by the stairs because the, the, whoever is the, um, the museum, you know, manager or whatever, they didn't want people reading protest signs. So, and I think it had to do, I'm not sure what the protest was. I think it had to do with maybe uh, the first amendment, but it could be, it could have been any one of the amendments. Um, So he was standing there with the sign and they asked him to move down to the sidewalk. Well, um, And these were black officers and this was the museum of civil rights. And if he didn't do that, which he eventually did, but if he didn't do that, because he was also filming, um, then they were going to trespass him (laughs) from and, and tell him that he had to get off that property that that public property and you just can't do that unless you're committing a crime and he was not committing a crime and can you t- see how ironic that is yeah that the officers yeah, were just the civil rights going along yes. the civil rights we were saying yeah yeah they were just going along and their supervisor also the same thing and and that just that's just not right and you know and to put it you know and and also it's you know the the african-american um police were just going along you know to so they wouldn't get in trouble (laughs) even the supervisor the chief of police so that's that's a little that's pretty bad oh yeah 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 i mean basically the government is becoming more and more fearful of we the people and i have said earlier like we're using the razor uh wire fences uh, around the u.s supreme court (laughs) because uh, they are afraid (laughs) you know i think justice alito has said 
uh, these days that we are riding in tanks to go to work. <laughs> oh, yes, because you're all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you're all doing lawless justice. That's why people get upset, you know. And uh, yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. Anyway, well, thank thanks for letting me talk. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Thank you for joining uh, us. Uh, yeah, like I said, I always encourage people to come up and talk, not uh, posting in the chat room like Lance and. Uh, just, you know, just come out and talk. You can totally disagree with me, okay? Don't feel bad. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Patricia, you want to say something? I was thinking about um, government offices have stricter rules on what, on like, uh, government employees can, cannot say certain things while at work or you're restricted, some of your rights are restricted if you work for the government, it seems like. Like my, for example, my brother works for the post office and his job is to go around and collect, randomly collect data at post offices, like inter, internal data. And I, I'm sure it's data to help, it's supposed to help the post office be better at their job. But I, you know, I'm kind of wondering if there isn't other some nefarious reason for them collecting all these data things from the post, the different post offices. Do you have any comments on that, anyone? Mm, not, not me personally. No, unless someone else knows. I mean, Joshua uh, here, he, he he's a, a service member of the u.s military so i'm pretty sure his data is being collected while he's at you know the government job i guess well i i can say something in the post office that is a um it, i don't know maybe they want to see because um there is a a poster in there and it's called poster seven and a lot of staff, if you go into a post office, don't even know what's on it or where it is. They're supposed to know where it is, and they might they might know where it is, but they don't necessarily know what's on it because that's where it says that people can film in the public areas because there's tons of videos that say that they've gone into post offices and the people either, you know, that the, the employees are really rude and tell the person filming that they don't want to be filmed, yes. that they are not allowed to do it, yeah. that, um, that, you know, they're, um, some I some videos I've seen where the the post office is actually closed so that the person leaves or they lock or they lock the door to the lobby area where they where people stand in line and you know um, and to give you know to do their mail to to give the the people there their mail and where they you know mail packages and buy stamps and all that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they've actually locked those doors so that so they considered people, an invasion of privacy or is it some other yeah, reason they think they think that they um have a right not to be filmed and because they don't know what's on that poster and on the poster it says that you can film in the public area in a public area yep and that's that right yes it's considered a public area so oh and there's also you know customers they don't like it either (laughs) they had one place that actually closed and he was there from uh from like about i don't know a couple hours away for a passport appointment and they wouldn't let him in because the cops didn't know the law either, or they didn't know it either. And they were there and they, they just closed the place. And the, um, who was it? Uh, the guy came and they wouldn't let him in for the, for his appointment, for his, um, uh, passport appointment. To get his pictured ID and for to apply yes. or yeah. yes, yes, huh. because you sometimes they uh, schedule an appointment. They schedule the customers schedule an appo- appointment for it because they they need to because um, they come from far away and they need to and renew it, their passport, right? Or get a passport mm-hmm. or you know apply for one. Um, Thanks so, for reminding me. I need to renew mine this year. yeah so um and he was pissed and they're not supposed to close the business during business hours that's that's i think you know part of their rules that that they can't and the poster seven basically is the rules um for behavior and you know for In, in post offices yeah, that poster of, seven. That's of, what that is. Of the, of the employees. Yeah, and they also um, consider, uh, I think what it says, it's, I think they also want it to be for the government. I mean, for the, um, for the, for the customers as well. Now, if the, if somebody is, is, um, but most of these guys that come in with cameras, uh, most times they don't say anything and people want them to get out because they don't have business, but what they do is considered business even, but it may not be what their business is and right. what their business does, but, but filming is considered business. So that's a, another reason why, you know they can can come in but but you know the the employees get get pissed they get very sometimes yeah and same with the dmv dmvs have closed because there's someone in there and the police don't know know you know um how the law works (laughs) a lot of police don't know how the law works (laughs) right so um They'll go anyway. Yeah, they'll go into the DMV and they'll film, and they they'll let people film, but they like 
a lot of times they section off a certain area, you know, right by the windows where everybody goes. And the reason why they say is to keep the information that people have private, you know, mm-hmm. their, their social security number, name, all that stuff. Yeah. And, but those guys aren't in there t- to get people's personal information. No. And the duty is on the business, the government to, to abide by that those, information. To, to abide by those it. rules. Right. It's right. It's their duty to protect that information. And they cannot protect it by by uh um, not allowing press in not there. allowing someone to you know walk by when someone's getting helped you know walk by with a camera mm-hmm. they they can't say no you can't do that because of that they have to make an area that's called a limited public forum meaning you can't go a certain you know certain around a certain area i guess but if they don't do that but in the lobby it's perfectly legal right right and and that's why you know the the counters where people do business you know people you know um get their license or where they mail a package um those that area is also public because the public can go there if the, if they make it a limited public forum, the minute they let somebody else just go in there in a limited, then anybody can go in there and it makes it public again. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So they, and, and people in the government, you know, they don't, the employees, a lot of employees don't understand that. So they, um, they get upset and they want, people to leave and they think they're that that these people who film are disrupting business and they're not no because most because when they do that they're just filming mm-hmm. most a lot of them don't even say anything unless somebody says something to them yes that's the only time they talk to somebody is if somebody comes up to them so yeah it's it's crazy <laughs> so yeah. Definitely. Anyway, I think, um, yeah, I think I'll, if there's anybody else, I think I'll, um, I'm probably going to, um, go now, but I wanted to ask Peter, um, what was the name of that book again? And the author. Oh, that, uh, about Supreme court. Yes. Oh, may I please the court? The may author is a Peter, court? Peter Iron. Peter Iron, Iron? Peter, yeah, uh, Irons, I O I R O N S. Okay, okay, may it please the court. Yeah, I think if you Google C-SPAN two, um, he, he will talk. Uh, he there's a clip. Uh, he's talking about that book. Oh, okay. uh, his experience with the U.S. Supreme Court when they contact him, say, "No, no, you should not do that." <laughs> <laughs> remember, uh, you know, uh, it's related because uh, remember. I think Alan Dershowitz is saying all these uh, pro- uh, cases against Trump, they should be all televised. I agree. <laughs> I oh, want yeah. to see the show. I think it will be the most entertaining thing uh, after the OJ uh, OJ trial. So I would like to see that because uh, I think we. 
-hmm. Yeah. And people who um, come in, you know, if the public is it comes into court, who says they don't have some hidden, um, you know, recorder or camera <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> and I don't know whether court is entirely uh, uh, funded by the uh, taxpayers money <laughs> so we entirely have the rights to to exactly. all record all judicial records are public records you know they cannot absolutely. be absolutely yep just like police um body cam videos are public um pretty much any of the financial stuff um any stuff like that also if uh somebody who's working takes a picture of whoever is there who they don't want to have there. Some will, you know, pick up their, you know, their cell phone and they'll click a picture. Well, that becomes a public record. And if you delete it, then that's a misdemeanor. <laughs> so even if it's your private phone, because you're on the clock. Yeah, that that's how uh the, that uh, Hillary got into trouble when she destroyed the the State Department communication records, right? So yep. it's, mm -hmm. it's the same theory. It's the same theory. Yep. But it's also um what lawless because only certain people get prosecuted and. Or found guilty. Yep. Lawless justice. The way to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed the talk and I enjoyed listening. Oh, I appreciate your contribution. All right. Well, I'm going to go. All right. Thank Joshua, you guys. Brady, any other closing comment? I'm happy to close the room. I mean, I usually don't run long rooms. I'm, I, I, you know, I made my little podcast my little diary <laughs> called the open <laughs> you know uh, so open room on the open road so anything joshua brady patricia thanks peter for the podcast oh you're welcome patricia yeah joshua we did not hear anything but that's okay you know i'm pretty sure we'll ca catch up later brady anything you want to say? No, that's okay. All right, guys. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. I appreciate you being here. I'll see you next time. Bye now.